BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here we are. We got Mike Huguenor here, and we are going to be doing a special bonus episode on his book. But um, before we talk about that, let's talk. Let's just chit chat with Mike a little bit. How are you doing today, Mike? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? We're great. Yeah. Just just for the listeners who, you know, might not, you know, they know your music, but maybe they don't know your name. Can you just work backwards through the bands that you've been in? Backwards. Okay. Yeah. Start Current... most recent and move back. Okay. Um, I uh, played some guitar on the uh, EP and upcoming LP of the band Teens in Trouble. Um, a uh, kind of like, I, it's my friend Lizzie, uh, Lizzie Cuevas, and she uh, does mm-hmm. like... Yeah. A little bit like um, uh, Weezer inspired, or um, I don't know, indie rockish. Uh, it's cool. I, I'm enjoying uh, um, coming up with guitar ideas for it. So that's that's one. Um, what what was that? that? What's what's Lizzie's old band that played with Narboots uh, back in the glowing rockage stars? Days? Glowing yeah, stars. Yeah, that's that glowing, glowing stars. Yeah, she was in like a chiptune band. Chiptune, yeah. Yep. Um, yes, Chrissy. and then so. Probably the next one before that would be my solo record, which was um, an all guitar solo record where uh, I I, uh, had been trying to think about songs for the structure of like a band, but as without a band and just playing, you know, arranging those for a guitar somehow. Um, So there's a um, X, which came out in 2020 is my solo record. Um, And it's probably the most recent thing. 
before Teens in Trouble. And then realistically, the most uh, active uh, thing before that would be um, the Jeff Rosenstock band, which I play guitar in um, and have for uh, almost the whole time he's been solo. Uh, he put out the I Look Like Shit record, which rocks. Um, great record. <laughs> um, great way to come out as a solo artist. Um Great first statement. And then the next full length, uh, We Cool, is when me and the rest of the band kind of came in as the band. Uh, before that, I was in a band called Hard Girls um, that was like kind of uh, indie rockish, uh, post punky, but also kind of punk and kind of stoner rocky at times. And um, we, we all listened to a variety of stuff and kind of tried to do it all as a three piece um so there's that band did you um, um were you like briefly in uh, bruce lee band yeah i guess i should uh, add that in there uh yes i was briefly in the bruce lee band for um so after joining i guess that would be then before the jeff rosenstock in this backwards chronology um <laughs> So after Jeff Rosenstock <laughs> uh, would be the Bruce Lee band, which I played on um, the the EP um, community and community support group. I forget what the EP is called. Oh, no. Community support group is the EP and everything will be all right. My friend is the LP that I played on. Um, and Jeff, I remember when we did a Bruce Lee episode, some of the stuff that to me, I thought was like, oh, this is pure Jeff songwriting. He said, no, no, that's Mike Huguenor. <laughs> yeah well that was a really cool writing process because it was basically the two of us like i came in with like two sketches and i think he came in with a sketch or two and then we like both had acoustic guitars and sat on mike park's couch and just were like playing them and we're like we're gonna record this in like two days we gotta flesh these songs out and get them in a complete form like Let's do it now. And so we kind of like very shotgun, like wrote these songs and it was very, it was cool. It was a really fun process. That was that EP. Um, and then I wrote like one other song for the LP, the one that Jesse Michaels is on. Um, oh, speaking of generations. Yeah. Speaking of hard girls sort of had a band connected in a way. Correct. And actually, okay, this chronology is full on fucked up right now because yeah. <laughs> I'm realizing that this, that the Bruce Leaving can only be before Jeff Rosenstock in real time because that was when we first played with Kevin Higuchi and met him. And Kevin got asked to play in Jeff's solo project. Um, so we're doing some tenet shit with the time here, you know. Um, we're like we're at the point where we've like seen each other passing through the timelines and I'm not sure if we're going forward <laughs> or backwards anymore. But uh then yeah, then there's Classics of Love, which played uh which was basically Hard Girls, uh plus Jesse Michaels. Um so that came after Hard Girls and before Bruce Lee Band, before Jeff Rosenstock. Um and so that was like Jesse was writing songs that were like, at first, I think they were kind of like mod influenced at first, kind of these like the jam and like uh, stuff like that kind of at first, like kind of kind of like really early, like proto punk kind of inspired. Um, 
and then quickly it turned more into like a kind of a hardcore band um and it just kind of like we found a groove really well that way and so the lp kind of ended up being like more hardcore with a couple ska songs on it that were cool or fun to play um should i keep going or are there questions (laughs) keep going keep going there's definitely (laughs) one major band that needs to at the very least be mentioned Okay, so um, I'm thinking before that. Okay, so then we got Classes of Love and then Hard Girls. And before Hard Girls, there was a real brief ska band in San Jose called The Runaway Five. um, Runaway Five. That basically mostly only played parties. We we put out like, we recorded in our practice space. um, But. Uh, it was like me and Bob and John, who will be named in a moment from another thing. Um, and then our friend JJ, Jason Jason, aka his real name, Jason Rakinio, and then um, the singer, uh, this dude Dan McKee, who is like this blue eyed soul kind of singer. Um, but that was like a uh, kind of like trad weird version of a trad band we didn't really know what we were doing we were just screwing around and it was like very early when i was thinking about playing guitar so then before that was shinobu which was like my first real uh project where i was really kind of like you know leading a band in a sincere way um as a songwriter in some capacity um and then there was stuff before that too. We could go, <laughs> we could go uh, way back. Um, Keep going but... back all the way into the into the womb. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm like Mark Bolin. I was bo- <laughs> what did he say, boogieing out the womb or something like that. <laughs> um, but uh, so before that, me and Bob from Shinobu had a quote newer wave band called Rage Against the Robots. Um, and we played shows around the area and stuff. And then uh, my friend Ruben was in that band. And I played in bands in high school with my friend Ruben, like skate punk bands. <laughs> there's a band called uh, Illegal Elion because El- he's Latino. And there was, it was the Elion Gonzalez thing was happening at the time. So we we're called Illegal <laughs> Elion. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then we, we changed it eventually to Exhibit Q from um, uh, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Mm. um deep cut if there's any peewee heads uh ruben was a big peewee head um i don't know if that's the terminology for the fandom peewee head (laughs) um but uh, that's one of the more early ones and then like uh my first band was this like i was like 13 was in the skate punk band called uh shooting blanks um and that was me and my friend chris on drums chris tim and uh, my friend Steve Lawler on bass. And Steve was like into East Bay punk, and I was kind of into I was into East Bay punk and like skate punk. And Chris was into all sorts of stuff. And we were thirteen. <laughs> so, were you were you in Chillin' Dogs? I was also in Chillin' Dogs. That's true. Um, Chillin' Dogs was kind of like a, a motley assemblage, revolving door kind of situation. That was like mostly. Bob, Bob Vielma of uh, Shinobu and uh, the Runaway Five, also known as Boboso. Um, and 
our friend Adam, Adam Passion, which together the three of us have the Dog People podcast about the Guinan boys. Oh, and and tell people what genre of music chilling dogs are. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> hip hop, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> chilling dogs, a lot of the whole recording process of all of us coming together was Bob's older brother was um, like an aspiring hip hop producer in San Jose. Um, and he had a digital 16 track at home. So Bob had access to this digital 16 track and we were using it to like screw around with and record Rage Against the Robots. And his he had an earlier hip hop project. His first band was called the Rapscallions um, mm-hmm. in high school. They were, they were also a hip hop crew. I played guitar with them very briefly. Um, yeah, but when, Bob, then, when Bob was in uh, Narboots, he uh, he pulled out a few Rapscallion songs. So, <laughs> I love it. I love just, it. <laughs> just like Ab and I pulled out some songs from our old band, Fashion Police. So it rules. I, Narboots, yeah. what a band! <laughs> <laughs> what a band! <laughs> Cheers to you guys. Thank you. Uh, I don't remember what I was saying. Um, oh, chilling dogs. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's right. So Bob's older brother, uh, was an aspiring hip hop producer and he, he had this crew called the NCP also known as new Compton prophecy. Uh, cause they lived off of new Compton street <laughs> in San Jose. <laughs> um, but so one of the guys in that crew was this, this rapper, Jason T, uh, who was just a, a wild dude. Um, and a really creative musician with a wild approach to hip hop and what he was doing. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he came up with this name, the chillin dogs. He was always casually dropping these ridiculous ideas and, and things. He got his, <laughs> him and Bob's brother ran like a land center by our middle school for a bit. And uh, Jason T his tape, his like uh, hip hop tape got banned at the middle school. Cause all the kids were like, bumping it super hard and like <laughs> speaking his weird lingo and stuff. And it got like officially banned at the school. Uh, anyway, so, so that's, that's the chilling dogs. So tell people, this will lead into our main conversation. Tell people about your other life, your other job. So I also, um, do writing i'm a writer people might say um i I also edit too um i edit the like weekly paper in san jose the metro silicon valley i metro uh excuse me i edit the arts and entertainment section of it um before that i was like freelance writing and um writing for metro and for a couple other weeklies around the area and for guitar world aaron you were my editor briefly uh, during that time Good times. Aaron used, yeah. The, uh, sorry, go ahead. that was the name of the paper. I wasn't saying good times, like, <laughs> but also, you know, <laughs> but also it was good times. Good times. Um, but yeah, so I was doing freelancing for a while, and then I've been editing at, at this paper for about two years. Um, and then, should what? How do we do this now? All right, so your these two worlds collide into your next project was a, which is a book about Asian Man Records. Um, so we're going to go, we're going to go behind the curtain in a second, but tell people, the book's not going to be out for a while. Tell people how they can follow along with what you're doing and and just keep in touch with the project in the meantime. Sure. Yeah. So, well, you can follow me. Uh, my last name is hard to spell, but my 
first name's easy to spell. Uh, <laughs> it's at Mike Huguenor, H-U-G-U-E-N-O-R. That's basically what I use on most socials. Um, and I've been talking about it mostly on Twitter, um, but a little bit on Instagram as well. Um, I uh, am perhaps down to explore other social media networks. Uh, if anyone's got that blue sky invite, you know, I'm ready to hop <laughs> ship at any point. Um, yeah. Somebody hook Mike up. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Let's get off this uh, train to Mars. This one way train to Mars. Also, um, let's, let's hook up uh, in defense of Ska as well. Yeah. Not for real. Adam. Come on. Adam needs to stay in Twitter. I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what's your guys thoughts on, on the Twitter fiasco? Who knows? Yeah. Perfect. It, <laughs> all right. So I, I already didn't like Twitter and, and I dislike it even more now. Yeah. So. All right, so we are, we are, we are changing realities now as we speak. It's happening. We are now. Thanks for tuning in with us for this special talk with Mike Huguenor. And if you want to hear the rest of this conversation, head on over to the Patreon. Now look, Mike Park has told us multiple times he will never sign up for the Patreon. So wouldn't you like to know something Mike doesn't know? Hey, for the cost of $5, that can be you. All right, we'll see you next week. Ska now. More than ever. Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks.